You're listening to Mostly Technical, which is brought to you by Lair Jobs, the official Laravel job board, and Screencasting.com, where you can learn how to create high-quality screencasts faster than ever. Now, Ian and Aaron. All right. Hello, everybody. We're here back again with Aaron and a special guest, Adam Wathen. Welcome. Greetings, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. Are you ready to talk about who knows what? We have no idea. Probably not even Tailwind. Do I we probably have, no have more idea? notes than you guys do. So <laughs> um, Everybody comes on here with all these notes. It's so fun. Hey, it's um, a serious podcast, man. It's a it's a important opportunity, you know? Dude, I love that mindset. An opportunity to come on the podcast. Boy. Um, I don't know. Before we get too deep, I want to check in. On you guys, Aaron has the babies. Adam, you have a little baby, still pretty little, right? What, four months old or something? Four months yesterday. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Look at that. Um, I'm right on it. So you are (laughs) well informed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aaron, so how's it going? Yeah. They freaking kicked our butts this weekend, is how it's going. Um, Nice. So, you know, we have a million people helping us, right? We've got. We've got the night nurse. We've got the au pair. Turns out everybody gets the weekend off except mom and dad. So That's this Friday, I know <laughs> this Friday like, was I, the, the first. I need people's help the most on like Christmas Day. So yes. that's when you need to work then, you know? <laughs> like, yes. Oh, the kids have a day off because it's like a holiday. You don't have a day off. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out school also closed on the weekends. That's how they get you. Don't you don't want to help yeah. take care of my kids when there's like a virus in our house. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> that, that is when you are most needed. <laughs> Man, it was it was brutal. So, you know, we had the night nurse every night up until Friday because it's mm. like prohibitively expensive. You know, it costs a fortune. And so now we've shifted to, I think, three or four days a week, which is like, oh, we can still survive but also still have money to eat and stuff. So nice, good compromise. Friday night was yeah. the first night she didn't come. And then of course, Saturday is, you know, when the au pair gets the whole weekend off and there's no school. So we just get totally owned Friday night, you know, waking up every three hours because there's two of them. So it's not like an right. adult can, you know, skip a feeding and we can do every other one. We're both waking up every three hours to feed these babies. And then I got to get up and, you know, Jennifer stays with the little kids. I got to get up and entertain two two-year-olds all day long. It was brutal. And then we did it again <laughs> on Sunday. Like, no night nurse, no au pair, just me and Jennifer. And it's, man, rough weekend. So... Yeah. Sometimes I fantasize about, like, a work schedule that's actually... Where there is no such thing as a two-day weekend. There's just one mm. day twice a week, you know? Yeah. Where... <laughs> I'm off like Saturday and Wednesday, you know, and right. then split up and, and then selfishly, like on any given one of those days, no matter how hard it's going that day, at least you can tell yourself tomorrow I'm back in the office. Tomorrow I'm back <laughs> in the office. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The reverse. Do <laughs> uh, yeah. you, you guys yeah. have au pair or anything, Adam? Uh, no, we, we had a nanny helping us like for a while uh, and mm. she just finished up with us, but we, trying to find someone else we have someone who is interested that might be starting in january so you're hopefully yeah yeah, i don't know that was like a condition for me of having three kids (laughs) because Catherine, she just wants like an infinite number of babies right and i'm like i don't know like there's (laughs) (laughs) i love kids but they demand a lot of you and uh, yes 
yeah for sure um, and it doesn't stop it just keeps it changes but doesn't really end but it's got to get more fun right like i i uh, i honestly different ways. as hard as the as hard as the two-year-olds are i think i enjoy that even more than brand new babies. Yeah. like for my like life is easy perspective brand new babies you just kind of feed them and you plop them They're down and they just kind of lay yeah, there yeah. like our, our baby is the easiest of, of the household you know yeah she just totally. sits there smiling and googling and drooling right. on things and whatever <laughs> yeah it's fine <laughs> Yeah. And you can like put them in a container, you know, you can put totally. them in the, there's like, a, there's like at least six months, honestly, of like very straightforward stuff. And then they right. start <laughs> eating like solid foods and start crawling. And then it's like, they get mobile. Game over. Yeah. And then like my yeah. two year old, who I think is about the same age as your older kids, maybe like a little bit younger. Her birthday's in April, May. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's at like peak terror mode, yes. right? So totally unreasonable in, in every way, but yep. capable of even opening the baby gates, the lock now, you know yep, what right. I mean? Like <laughs> so, <laughs> <The> genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unstall. Yeah, we've reached, horse. we've reached the, the, um, strongly held opinions about inane things. Like our, our daughter now only wears her brother's pajamas, refuses to put on her own pajamas. All and right. so she always has to wear like, they're always wearing each of them is always wearing Simon's pajamas mm-hmm. because That's she funny. just doesn't wear hers anymore. And it's like, okay, I don't, it doesn't matter. And so I'm not going to fight you, but it's like, why this? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, it gets easier sort of like they don't really put strange things in their mouth at some point and stuff, but then it does transition into like, they have friendships that go bad and like real yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. They have like, yeah, I know. Oh, I are they that. sad temporarily? Are they like actually depressed? I'm worried about right. that. Oh, they want to yeah. go the, here and there, but like, I, I feel like there's gotta be the sweet like, spot between like ages seven and 10, you know, right. where I it's kind of like, about, right? yeah. they, they're at their like <laughs> still peak kid. level of independence, but they're still kids. Like they can yeah. still just like bump into somebody at the playground and be best friends pretty quickly. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But we, and we they still to, like you. They still want to hang out with you. Right. That seems yeah. like no, that's what I'm no so excited yet, about. You know, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, the real the real world problem. It is like overall it is really nice when they're big because yeah, there's just so much that's nicer. And you have a, I mean, we have like with my oldest, I have like political conversations, right? Or I have mm-hmm. like deep discussions, and like even with the younger ones, it's still like we're you know we have actual conversations and we play basketball and we do fun mm-hmm. stuff and whatever. That's all great. But there is like oh the real worldness part of it is stressful yeah. that they are adult, they are humans with these same feelings you have and uh, fears and desires and all these things like they have all those things because they're just actually their own little people. And, God, what have we gotten ourselves into? Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I, just, I just pounded at Celsius uh, and now I'm I'm all amped up, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I have energy for that right now, especially when you go over the two too, because we talked about this on the show before. With three plus. It, it is it's complicated there's a lot yeah. going everyone on. says like going from two to three was harder than going from one to two and i didn't really believe it and i still can't tell if it's true but like the thing that i sort of underestimated was that when you have two there was all these times when like you had to like solo parent and that felt like a thing because it's like right. oh, i gotta take care gotta watch both these kids by myself but now <laughs> it's like what felt like solo parenting before is like normal every day, 24 seven now That's just because like someone's taking care of the baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then so. that stays because like, Oh, the one has soccer, but the other two don't have anything to do. Or yeah. it gets even worse than that. The one has soccer yeah. and the one has ballet and the other one's got this, the school thing at school. 
And now you're just like, well, how the hell are we going to do that? Yeah. Like, there's only two cars <laughs> and two of us. And like, all right, we got to talk so, about something else. You're, nah. you're bumming me out, man. Making this a parent podcast. <laughs> ah, it's awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. It is awesome. But yeah. it is it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I think it's awesome, but I am yeah. exhausted. Yeah, yes. exactly. Especially yeah, yeah. where you're at. Super exhausting. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So what do we got going on? What, what, oh, man, there's so much to talk about. Um. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you have a list. We can start with your list. I, I have yeah, what's on your list? I'm so curious. I'm very selfish, but I, I can talk about lots of things. Like, I can talk about whatever you guys are curious to talk about. Things that I am prepared to talk about. One, this stupid UI kit project I've been working on for the last <laughs> seven yeah, we got, years. Yeah, we got to get into Ian that. Ian wants to talk yeah. about that for sure. <laughs> Every That's day, an hour. drop some dark, depressing rabbit hole <laughs> discovery on me. Um the other thing is hiring i'm always up for talking about hiring because that's the other stressful thing that's on my mind all Mm -hmm. the time um and then just like stuff that we're planning to do in the new year you know always a big infinite list of things um i talked i don't know if you guys listen to me and ben's podcast but we kind of talked about this idea of like a tailwind marketplace and trying to figure out what we could change yeah i really wanted to talk about that Mm -hmm. we could focus more on you know the high value stuff that we do and not so much on like trying to commercialize it which whatever we got to do what we got to do but it'd be kind of nice if there was a way out of that or a way to not feel like anytime we're working on tailwind we're like letting something else like stagnate you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah that's yeah. those are some things floating around grab something you know if you want or we can talk about anything else i say, we, I say, Ian, I say we start with ui kit what do you think yeah let's go to ui kit because that'll feed nice into the other ones yeah. especially like the marketplace stuff know? i definitely want to talk about and so so catalyst right that's gonna be your ui kit um yeah and i know it's been yeah what a year you said you've been working on it right i'll say like the initial that the plan you know like having it on the roadmap has been multiple years right. you know there's always been mm. this like okay we started doing the templates and even like a year before we did the templates me and steve like kind of decided we wanted to do those because we wanted to solve this problem of like we want to be able to build more opinionated stuff stuff that like didn't fit into tail mm-hmm. and 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 also stuff that could be like sort of done where like if something like went out of style design wise instead of having to go and like update 500 components to, like make the whole thing feel fresh we could just be like well, that one's old. We'll just make a new one now. You know, it's a new website template. And right. it's like, looks like today's <laughs> websites. Yeah. Um, so that like felt like really freeing. And we started with all the marketing sites, stuff like that. But we always knew we wanted to kind of solve the same problem for application interfaces. And a big part of that was because of this like inherent trade-off we have to make in Tailwind UI. Where in the Tailwind UI components, like everything is meant to just be like, you hit one button and everything you need is in your clipboard, right? So it has to be this copy and paste right. snippet, which means like a form can't be like importing a button component from somewhere else or importing an input component from somewhere else. So if you look at Tailwind UI, anytime there's a button, that's like the same HTML and classes duplicated a thousand times throughout Tailwind UI, right? Which is kind of crappy because it kind of yeah. sends the wrong message about how you're supposed to use Tailwind, you know? Right. Um so the UI kit is like our attempt at like, okay, let's go the total opposite set of trade-offs. Let's make like the most like connected, fully componentized thing ever and offer that to people in a way that they can still customize it. So you just kind of download a zip file, drop all the components into your project. You want to change the border radius, you open the file, change the border radius instead of a bunch of configuration and stuff. So that was kind of the plan. Started working on it properly in like May um demoed like the first version of it at our connect thing in june 
since mm. then deleted every single line of code and started over again because oh, really? um, <laughs> oh, yeah. you just learn things oh, wow. from building it that you can't predict ahead of time Dude, right? so I change know. like the I entire know. structure of the apis like like one one example is like initially we started with okay let's like have a component like a, an input field that that generate that shows like a label and the input and all that stuff and it's just like one little thing you drop on this in your code and add some props and it just renders it but there's so many limitations that you get there like say you have two inputs where one of them you want like the actual field to be shorter because it's just for like putting like a credit card cvc code or something so you don't want it to be like full width how do you do that you know you can't if the whole thing is like one component even if i let you put a class on there we say like max width xs or something now it's like applying the max width to like the the label the description and the input but you actually just wanted mm. it applied to the input so now do you have right. a prop called like label classes description classes input classes all of a sudden it right. starts to feel yeah. horrific so we trashed That's the whole ugly. thing and just built it all as like now it looks like html you know it's not any more condensed than html it's just like more yeah. opinionated um so that's like that's one cool. example of a thing something that we got like trapped in today that's been a nightmare is you guys ever heard of forced colors mode on computers no, the windows so, thing where for people no. oh, who need like really high contrast uis to like mm-hmm. be able to see stuff and um no one really cares about this if you look around the internet and turn it on in dev right. tools because every site breaks but like no. we kind of are held to a pretty high standard because we're selling code you know so we kind of have to right. consider yeah. all this stuff and this kind of just right it's like really an accessibility consideration like anything else that we do yeah so trying to support like force colors mode, like basically you forget about it constantly and then you go and enable it and like all your checkboxes disappear because like they're built <laughs> with just like background colors and SVGs and stuff. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. trying to get all that stuff working. And then you notice, so when I disable my checkbox, it still disappears. Fuck. So I got to go like, figure that out. So you know, we're working on, <laughs> working on that stuff today. Keep finding like every component you think is done. You go back and you find something that makes it not done. We're also working on like, like dialogues for the last like two weeks trying to get like the transitions right and checking every single site Dude. i could find on earth and you think you're good i and hope caleb is listening back. to this because he's just starting <laughs> down this path right now it's uh, uh yeah i don't know man it's i think like we're gonna release something next week because it's been we've wanted to release it every month for like the last four months and i just want it out by christmas because like i feel like everyone mm-hmm. at the company's gonna quit if that doesn't happen um because it's just been a like feels like it's just like the grind i don't know it's a grind so get something out and then at least like every new improvement and component we make we can like ship as soon as it's done because right now it feels like we have to build up like some substantial critical mass of something worth releasing right and i think even what we release this month is not going to be like as big as i wanted it to it's going to be missing a lot of stuff honestly because everything's just been so much harder than i expect but I, i think it's still the right thing to do is just get something out there. So it's probably going to have all your form stuff, like input text area, radio, select checkbox. I'll have like regular drop down menus. It'll have like little toggle switches. It'll have um, tables is like the thing I really want to include that hasn't really been started yet. So that's going to get done by like Tuesday if next week, if you want that in there, but also have like dialogues. (laughs) And then we've got like a long list of, stuff that'll be coming after that like application layouts and combo boxes and all that sort of stuff right. so i'm gonna keep so working for, on for it people in the that aren't year. familiar mm-hmm. with with catalyst where does this what's the 
uh, I guess, where does this fit into the Tailwind Empire and what's the business model here? Is this just totally free and open source? Is this a paid no, package? Like, what are you thinking? Here? It's just part of Tailwind UI all access. So like last year, we sort of really like went all in on this, like buy this all access thing from us one time, lifetime access. You get everything that we ever make. Um, you know, that's that feels like it fits under that umbrella anyways. And this is one of those things. Mm-hmm. So just like our templates, if you already have a license, you get any new templates we release. This is the same sort of thing. Um, so it is it's paid in the sense that like it's part of like paying for like the Tailwind premium sort of access package. Right. You know? Gotcha. We'll okay. sell it individually too, but like no one buys the stuff from us individually. Everyone just buys the right all access thing. <laughs> yeah 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 that makes sense well i mean this is a kind of an awesome thing to be adding as like usually you buy these all access things and you get like mm-hmm. one new little color scheme two years later or whatever like mm-hmm. this is like a pretty humongous thing pretty to deal. to add to what you're getting there so that's pretty huge um yeah i mean thankfully the business model seems to work in the sense that like business is like very flat and steady you know for years at this point even though we have to find new customers every single month so until that stops working it feels like we'll just keep keep doing it that way and if it ever stops working i don't know hopefully someone's built something better than tailwind to that point anyways so won't matter (laughs) (laughs) you don't care you'll be you'll be happy to hang it up yeah just put a bullet in my head you know like (laughs) put me at the pasture (laughs) yeah we we don't have to go that far you could just play guitar in your office you could just log off (laughs) we'll we'll say that (laughs) yeah i mean i think i mean i how do you feel about the like that since you guys conceived this definitely, but even since you've started building it, I feel like this landscape has changed a, a fair amount um, with other packages and everything like that. And um, like, I guess, how do you see that fitting in here? I mean, part of it to me is like my external take on it, at least is like exactly like what you just said, all the stuff you just said is the stuff that people actually don't do in like these open source versions a lot. Like, Maybe they're using Radix, so like the core is font, like the core has some core accessibility stuff and all that. But then like all this stuff that you have to do on top to yeah. actually truly make it really accessible or just work well in all these different scenarios, like that's the stuff then that next layer does. And so to me, it's like, well, I'm going to buy the Tailwind one because it's just somebody went insane thinking about every weird edge case. Um, yeah, that's kind of the value prop in the yep. large part and obviously like it's always designed nice and everything although i do yeah. think there's more competition in the design nice space than there used to be right mm-hmm. so but yep. in the obsessiveness i think i think you guys are still first place in obsessiveness right so <laughs> i do think that kind of pays I, off right <laughs> yeah for better or for worse i do think that is a character trait of mine <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I, I think um it's just us trying to do our take on it, you know there's definitely a bunch of other ones out there i yeah. think um for the reasons you said i i think just like having that official stamp on it will be enough to yeah. have to drum up a, a bunch of people who are interested in checking it out and you know supporting the the stuff that we do tie that in with like the whole like all access thing i think pushes people yeah. over the you know whatever buy lines them to buy you know usually and so, you guys are like yeah. your paid professionals working on it, right? Like it's not like somebody's side thing or mm-hmm. something like that. Like this is part of your core offering and you're going to maintain it and yeah, improve it and all that stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I don't think we need to like be the thing everyone uses or to dominate or anything. Right, it course, just has yeah. just has to do well enough that we can like keep doing the things that that we want to do. Um, which yep. honestly, like, if I could focus entirely on just Tailwind, I'd prefer to do that. You know. But yep. at the same time, like building this thing, we've made so many improvements to Tailwind just from building this and noticing opportunities to improve it. And like, that's yeah. the other thing that's made this take longer, I think, is I've been trying to be disciplined about every time we actually like see something that's like, oh, man, this would be easier if I just did this thing in Tailwind. Like I could either put that in this, this never ending list of to do's or I could just like stop, go over, like fix it in Tailwind or improve it in right. Tailwind <laughs> yeah. and then come back and start using it. So we're using all sorts of like classes and features of Tailwind that aren't released as part of Catalysts. We have to release like a new version of Tailwind at the same time. Right. So like the classic one everyone has always wanted is like some utility to set width and height at the same time for like avatars. <laughs> I love that. And stuff. Yeah. So love now there's that. like Woo! size four, size five, <laughs> you know. Finally. Uh, or like something to target like child elements. Uh, we added like native mm. thing for that, that. too. Um the forced color stuff wasn't in there before. So now you oh, like, Oh, I have to place. change the color of this in forced colors mode. Like I can do that. Whereas you couldn't before. So mm. stuff like that. So lots of improvements coming to tail. And that, that's kind of like the thing that scares me about working on just tailwind on its own. It's like, it's no longer yeah. extracted, you know? Right. Um, so it's probably good that we build these things, but man, it is hard not to feel like you're letting something stagnate. Um, and this year especially has felt like that because this has been a focus for so long now that like we really haven't like released anything since like before the summer you know mm. and that's yeah. like not normal for us because uh, this project has just been so hard yeah when you get into these big software projects they just take a long time and a lot of like mental energy from everybody on the team and like i mean we've always had that here userscape where it's like we have a few products like obviously help spots the big one but we have like the lara jobs job board and we've had other little sasses and it's like where we do laracon online even like i would do laracon mm -hmm. online and like we kind of maintain help spot and support customers we do laracon online and then it's like three months go gone by and i'm like oh we didn't like we haven't shipped the new HelpSpot version. We didn't do anything with our jobs at all. <laughs> like, you know, like it just goes by. And you're like, oh, months and months have gone by and we didn't do anything on any of the other products because we're just, you just yeah. get in the zone feel, on something Do you feel like else. the world notices that or do you think nah. you just notice it? I think yeah. it's just me noticing for the most. Yeah. I mean, occasionally it does. Like occasionally you miss something that's like, oh, that's kind of big or whatever. I mean, very occasionally. But yeah, I think the vast majority of the time it's just because everybody everybody's busy is, with their own everybody stuff. Everybody else is doing the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. Everybody mm -hmm. else right. has well, their head down on their stuff for <laughs> yeah, three months totally. at a time, and then they look up and they're like, "Oh wow, oh what's going on right. out here?" Yeah, nobody yeah. Notices. nobody notices anything. That's kind of true, to some degree. Yeah, yeah. So we're saving up all these releases for the end of the year. So they'll be like Catalyst. They'll be ten one three dot four. They'll be Headless UI one point eight or whatever the hell it is. And then you think be... you should do that before Christmas? I feel like you should really wait till after. You think so? I don't know, because you know, no. if something goes wrong or whatever, there's problems. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like if what's, you were gonna what's have gonna go a, wrong? Have what's gonna go wrong with there, CSS? Like, no yeah, way. I, guess. I know this is the genius of the Tailwind business model. It's just whatever. Nobody's nobody's. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not like we're launching a SaaS or something. Right. If, so, if there's use, some Tailwind, no one's gonna use it over that time for real stuff either. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Less so for Catalyst for sure. Even like the Tailwind, but it's like. Even if Tailwind itself had some regression, it's like whatever you can just roll just back in the previous the one. one. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not like yeah. the end of the world. So, 
not yeah we'll have too big a deal a couple days <laughs> to react to things yeah if something um, obvious is hugely broken yeah, yeah. and i yeah, feel like I there's mean, that magical week between christmas and new year's that right. this like tailwind and catalyst are all perfect for where it's like hey i'm not really working and I want to play around with some mm, stuff. Let true. me play around with the new Tailwind and the new Catalyst. Yeah. And I feel like right. that's a good way to capitalize on that. A little side project week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if people find bugs, they're not like angrily finding them, you know, because it's right. just yes, like, exactly. well, I'm just going to go eat that gingerbread right. house over there now, you know, or whatever. Going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I know you guys were talking about this on uh, Hackers Incorporated, which is Adam's podcast. If you uh, don't listen, definitely check that out. But, um, the idea of like having real world project, whether it's a SaaS or mm-hmm. Catalyst or whatever it is, so that Tailwind keeps moving forward. Um, so you can have like that, those real world use cases. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that, I mean, I think Catalyst is like perfect for that. Like you've obviously found tons of stuff in there. Um, yeah. More than if you were building a SaaS or something like that, I think really, because oh, like probably. you're just so down into every corner yeah, of components probably. you wouldn't necessarily need yourself, right? Like I'm not going to build this box, whatever thing, because I don't need it in my app, but you're going to build it for Catalyst because mm-hmm. there's an expectation of that there's breadcrumbs or whatever UI component that you might not yeah. necessarily inherently yeah. use. Um, so, yeah, having that. I mean, Tailwind has so much in it that you guys have extracted from your own ideas and other people's ideas and whatever along the way. It's unbelievable. Like when you first released it, it was like, oh, it's done. It's cool. And <laughs> it's like 10 times bigger now. It's like there's everything in there. And then apparently lots of stuff still missing. There's so. still lots of stuff missing. Yeah, it's still a lot. So still don't have tech I, shadows. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I kind of want to hear about headless UI. Like, where does that fit in with Catalyst? Because headless no. UI is like, that's a sleeper mm-hmm. hit. That's one of my faves. I love headless UI. Yeah, so originally, because Catalyst is going to be React only, we thought, let's just use something else instead of Headless UI, because yeah. the only reason we built Headless UI is because we wanted to support Vue for Tailwind UI. Mm-hmm. And, and at the time, there just wasn't all these options that there are now. Like, I think all that mm-hmm. existed was, like, Reach UI. And it mm-hmm. had, like, some limitations on our side where, like, it was hard to style with utility classes. That was, like, the other thing. Like, a lot of mm-hmm. anything that did exist kind of wasn't built with Tailwind in mind. So like you could style things with custom CSS and stuff, but not by just like slapping utilities on things. Um, and also Tailwind was missing features to like do things like arbitrary variants and stuff where I could like target a child element with this data attribute on it because we didn't have the sort of like just in time version right. that it became now. So we built headless UI to sort of be like a, a headless UI library optimized for styling with Tailwind basically. and. Um, we kind of built everything that we needed it to have for all the stuff we put in Tailwind UI. And that's always been like the driver of adding new stuff to it. I think if we had like a bigger team, we probably would have just like put more effort into building it out for the sake of building it out. But that just mm-hmm. never happened because there's so much to do with just Tailwind itself. But yeah, so we're working on Catalyst thinking, okay, well, now there's like Radix, there's React Aria components, there's all these things out there. We should just like let that be someone else's problem because we got enough problems and uh, build <laughs> and yet using one of those. <laughs> yeah. So we started going down that road and all those libraries are all really well done. Um, but what I was finding is that the catalyst code was like more complicated than I wanted it to be because we had like conveniences and opinions that we had about how we wanted catalyst to work. That wasn't just like automatically handled by the underlying libraries. Like, 
we want it to be able to do things like if you have a field set, you can put disabled on the field set and it'll disable all the elements inside of it. The mm-hmm. way like a native HTML um, field set works. But a lot of these libraries like don't even have a field set component. So we have to build a field set. And now we have to like make that disabled thing cascade through all the other components. We have to create our own like React context and like in all those other wrapper components read from this context. And it was just like death by a thousand cuts where like, again, it was nothing that's really the fault of any of these other libraries. Like they all do what they're supposed to do and do them well. But because of the APIs we wanted to sort of layer on top, the catalyst code was getting too reacty to me. Like I wanted it to just look like just a bunch of components with class attributes on it. I didn't want there to be a lot of mm-hmm. if statements and react hooks and use effects right. and like, yeah, that's stuff that people are going to be afraid to touch. I think, unless you're like yes. a super react expert. Right. So we eventually just got to like one API that we were trying to implement where it was just like, we can't even like figure out how to work around this and get it to work the way we want. So what are our options here? We either like throw out all of the conveniences we wanted to layer on top and just commit just embracing someone else's API and just like styling that API. Or we just like double down on headless UI, migrate everything to headless UI. And now anything we want Catalyst to do, find a way to bury it in headless UI instead. You know, oh, yeah, right. that's um, what I'm talking about. So that's what we have been doing, and and it, and it was a pretty scary decision, but it's actually worked out a lot better because I was always afraid of like, what is this? What message does it send to people if we're like not even using headless UI for our own things? Yeah. And mm, uh, does that mean we should need to go and update all of Tailwind UI to use like something else? But then, like, what about Vue? Because you know, people are using right, yeah. the Vue version of Tailwind UI, and there is no good Vue library that we can use or whatever. So it's actually worked out for the best because now I feel like we're actually continuing to improve and develop Headless UI for like a good reason, not just out mm-hmm. of like uh, obligation. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm actually really excited about it. It kind of like really reinvigorated my passion for that project because I kind of like took for granted like the, the advantages of controlling the whole stack there. Like yep. right. now like catalyst is just being built in this mono repo where we have like a fork of headless ui in there and catalyst just next to each other and it's like oh yeah. headless ui needs to do something just open the headless ui file and edit it and it works right away it's not like we need to Amazing. publish a new version of headless yep. ui or anything so yep. instead of like having to be like okay well you know what we should do i guess we'll open an rfc on radix or react yeah. or whatever and try to convince them months. that this is Brutal. a good idea and, <laughs> you know no and whatever that's like not their problem or fault you know but if yeah. we can just like Hey, Robin, can you just like make this work? Five minutes later, it works. You know, <laughs> awesome. <Right. laughs> so, yeah, so I, I'm excited about that. I, I think we'll do like a redesign the website and stuff too. But yeah, so there'll be a new release coming out of that, which will have like all these form components. So now Headless UI will have like a text input and a regular checkbox yep. and button and all yep. that stuff yep. purely yep. just so you can like get all the IDs and ARIA described bys and all that stuff automatically. Uh, so yep. that'll be cool. We also added like the dialogue or sorry, the drop down positioning stuff. So classic. Yeah. Like, float UI or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. So that's yeah. built in now. I kind of was stubborn about that originally because I thought, okay, it's headless UI. It has no opinions about styling. If you want something yeah. to be like anchored, like install the library that does that, wrap the headless UI component with that and just wire it up. But it's actually like a pain in the ass to do. Yeah. So we're just like <laughs> yes, going all in is. on like, you know. Agreed maximum convenience you know like for sure especially like that like i was just gonna say like with a drop down like i only ever want the drop down 
dropping part near the drop down input part. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not even like a, it's just like, that's yeah, you just how always it should want be. That. Like, yeah. right. I always want that. Nobody yeah. doesn't and want if you, like, that. Resize I want it to open the window. You want it to like flip right. to the other side. So right. Like, like nobody forward. wants it to show in the far right corner when you click a thing that mm-hmm. looks at the drop down. Yeah. Right? And you can so, still do yeah. that. Like, we built it in a way right. that's backwards compatible. You have to opt into it with like one little prop. So, yeah. So, if you no want big deal. You can. Yeah. Yeah. So as you're building out headless UI features and stuff for Catalyst, that's all React. Is the Vue version staying up to date? Does Robin just do them both at the same time when he does it? Not right now, um, but right we now. will get them to parity. Right now, like we're changing it so aggressively and rapidly and every five seconds that it's like doing it in two places would just be silly. Um, yeah. But once it's like stable, then we'll definitely get them to parity. We'll probably do a release for the React one first, just because I don't think we'll have time to update the view one before next week. Um, but we will go back and like port all that stuff over for sure. So, so that'll be cool. Speaking of <clears throat> like your employees working on this stuff and everything, I know like three or four months ago, just you and me talked um, and you were looking at hiring people. Like, yeah. did you end up hiring anybody or have you just the core team's been working no, on like, this? I spent a lot of time drafting job postings and thinking about what roles we needed and stuff like that and uh i felt like it was stressing me out even more because it was like a big distraction from this (laughs) catalyst stuff so i just decided like forget about everything until this catalyst stuff is done um because even trying to bring people on now they wouldn't make it move in the middle you know yeah um so we're gonna do a bunch of hiring in january i think like i think i want to hire probably three people before the summer wow so yeah right now we're we literally have two and a half employees right now like two (laughs) full-time one part-time operations guy and then there's like me steve and jonathan you know with a oh wow i guess that's so funny because you're gonna have this whole thing done and then you're gonna add three people but it's gonna be built not that it's done but you know what i mean but there's so much more to do you know (laughs) (laughs) so always more to do um Wow, yeah. I really thought y'all were bigger. So just Robin, Jordan, and Peter? Yep, that's it. It's whole wow. whole team. Y'all are doing a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we were bigger, what? but two guys left in the summer. And like we've always hired so slowly that like yeah. there is like inevitable like, employee churn, you know, as people just want to do new things in life. And most yeah. companies are like, it's like people are coming in and out on this like kind of normal pace. So like stays stable. But for us, like we only hired our first people like, uh, two and a half years ago you know so this is like the first customer to churn you know (laughs) (laughs) and no one's been like brought in like on the other side so yeah yeah um, yeah that's that's really funny it's just hard it it always just takes i mean we we had a person leave in whatever well it was last year and it i mean like it took like six months to replace them (laughs) because like when you're small it's like yeah making time like do the job description do the search interview everybody Mm -hmm. and you have all the stuff you're working on and it's like, well, I know, yeah, just getting into that's going to take, then, then nothing's going to literally get done for two months while I go down. That you know, road it's and, so brutal, dude. Yeah. I, I could, these are like not Twitter safe, like spicy takes, but like a tweet that I've always <laughs> wanted to to tweet is like, it's a safe place. Like, here. is like, 
getting fired from your job is actually like less inconvenient for you than like you quitting your job is for your employer. <laughs> you know? Like it's easier and less well, work for you to say. find a new job yeah. than it is for like your employer to find someone to replace I you. I dare you. I dare you to say that. It would be uh, so over. Oh, I would, yeah. I, it would. That would be nuclear for sure. I mean, at least on a podcast, there's like some like tone oh, of voice man. and like some context yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Hey, we're having fun but, here. We're uh, just having it, fun, aren't we guys? We're laughing. We, 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 we won't we won't clip that one it's just <laughs> it, it is just like uh you get a you gain a different perspective on like how the economy functions like when you start employing people i think yeah like the amount of work that it is to find people and like like you know people people get angry on twitter sometimes about like oh i didn't i didn't get the job but they didn't send me like a detailed list of like feedback about like why i didn't get it like what what a waste of my time like think about the fact that i interviewed like 50 people like technically 49 of those interviews were a waste of my time. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, this, this is a thing where like, I mean, this is, it is changing a little bit, but I still think there is, especially for a smaller company, um, there is this value of like people who stay at their jobs for a reasonable amount of time, you know? Like, I think it's like hard to bring in somebody like in a Tailwind Lab situation of like, like somebody who's had four jobs in the last six years or whatever right like that's mm -hmm. like a person that's like hard like you know that like you're going to be back on that grind in a year or two like hiring that role again like you know and when you know you have like a good salary and it's a good job doing pretty cool stuff yeah. like you know that's like that's a tricky thing it's not always true it's not, like sometimes somebody has that background and then stays 10 years right or whatever but um yeah that is the a little bit of uh an element i sometimes look yeah for. it's a uh, it's hard man Hiring is a hard thing, but got to do it. I'm looking forward to doing it. I think I got a good plan. I think like the thing I've identified that took me a long time to identify is like I can solve my anxiety and dread around hiring by like hiring someone who's good at hiring, not to be like a recruiter mm -hmm. or an HR person at the company, but just like I'm sure Aaron, like where you work, there's plenty of people who are just like engineering manager who has to interview people and hire people just for their job, you know, and they, that, and those yeah, people right. have way more experience hiring people than I have, you know, just cause I like own a company doesn't mean like I have any clue how to do right. any of this stuff. There's plenty <laughs> yep. of people who are just like employed managers who are like really good yeah. at this stuff. So I'd like yep. to like look for someone to be sort of like an engineering lead type person at the company that can like, you know, contribute at, at that level too. I yeah. think yeah. that would be really helpful. So. Yeah. Yeah. And on, on the other side, y'all are both employers. I am an employee. This is why it's so easy to get hired y'all because it's hard to hire people. <laughs> so if you put in just like a little bit of effort, the extra work, yeah. uh, just oh, a yeah. little oh. bit of effort and like, yeah. Hey Adam, here is, you know, here are five examples of me having already done the thing that you're hiring for mm -hmm. link to GitHub, link to a blog post, link to Twitter, link to a video. I can do these things that you're hiring for. I've already proven it. I would love to meet with you. It's like, yeah, oh, super easy. That helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people are no, yeah. But I, you know, I say this to people all the time, but I think people don't really understand it that like though, even the tiniest extra effort, honestly, like it just stands out. Like it just, those people just stand out so far above like everybody else. The other 95% yeah. who like, here's a resume and like, that's it. Like the people who do or... a good cover letter and have put a little effort in just like pop right out. Uh, Did y'all see Taylor tweeted recently about hiring somebody for video at Laravel mm -hmm. and people replied to the tweet with, I would love to like <laughs> what that that's that's you just shot. Uh, that's just your shot by saying yeah. replying and saying, I would love to work Hire at me. Laravel. 
Yeah. No, dude. Put together a specific video that's like, here's, you know, clips of all the videos I've done. Here's a message for you, Taylor. Send it as one link to your inbox and not like 80 links of, (laughs) hey, here's some random crap that I've done before. But like specifically, here's the thing you're looking for. Especially with video, like make an edit. Like here's an edit of the things I've done. Yeah, make a video. (laughs) Like here's the thing I've done. Yo, come on. I think to be fair, it is sometimes hard to like have an intuition for like, what someone wants to see until like yes you've been in a position of like hiring people because now i feel like i could get any job i wanted to because i know exactly (laughs) like what pain everyone like is hiring has you know what i mean but i didn't have that intuition before you know i think there's a difference too which is this also does stand out to me when hiring but it's like if you do that extra little legwork though of even finding out who the company is and like, cause yeah, if you're applying to like Microsoft, right? Like you're not, it's not a specific person. Move the needle, yeah. It's going to go through HR and three other layers before like the manager even sees it. So it's a little different game there, but if yeah. you're like applying to tailwind, it's like, you know, Oh, there's Adam. I know him specifically. I can like read his Twitter thread. I can see what he's been complaining about. Right. And then mm-hmm. probably is hiring this job for, and like, like there's no excuse not to tailor that uh, more specifically. And also if it's these companies that you know really well and admire, like a tailwind, like Laravel, whatever these like internet famous company you're applying to it. Like, yeah, you got to put in that extra effort there. Um, Didn't Robin do something awesome when he applied forever ago? Yeah. I mean, he put together like a really good little website job application thing that kind of outlined a bunch of yeah his experience. Yeah. And, and also even like she shared a bunch of his like opinions about things that, uh, that were sort of like risky in a way, but like good because like if his opinions happen to like be compatible with ours, then like that's exciting for me right. because it's like, oh right. man, I'd love to bring someone on who I don't have to worry that I'm going to like have to like fight with about things. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yep. But yeah, he put together like a good, a good page with a, a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. And he'd already been like really active in our community discord, answering questions for people. And, um, and then like when we did the interview process, we did like, the thing that like I've always done that I've actually really like liked how it's worked out is um, we do like a pair programming interview, but we pick mm-hmm. like a problem that neither of us have any idea how to do. So it's not like this. Mm. Oh, I'm waiting to gotcha. see if you do yeah. what I think you should do. Right. So for me and Robin, it was like, okay, let's see if we can build like an SVG charting library and let's do it in mm-hmm. Svelte. Like neither of us have ever used Svelte or ever built a charting library. Oh, wow. So it's That's just crazy. like, let's just try and learn it together. And he was like probably the the person that stood at the most when we were interviewing that just, I felt like I never felt like I was waiting for them to like understand something that I had just understood. You know, it was just mm. like, we were like programming at the same pace and like understood exactly what to do next at the same time. So it just felt like really fun and productive. It, it never felt like I was like having to try and get someone to like, you know, register like what this bug right. was or whatever. Right. So that was That's really cool. good. That's a cool process. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you could just sit there, pair chat GBTing like Svelte and SVG mm. and Svelte. Yeah. And have it produce it. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, hiring. Going to do some of that in the new year. I think hire like, I think the role I'm thinking is like engineering lead because I feel like too small to have like a director of engineering. You don't have a lot of people to direct really. Yeah. Uh, but someone who can help me out there that's like just like to really formalize some stuff too, maybe like. Yeah. Like someone who like, is happy to like be responsible for like mentorship and coaching and that sort of stuff. Like that stuff stresses me out. I'm not really good at that stuff. 
Um, no. So I'd like to have someone to help with that and who I can help, who can help with hiring. And it's just like really technically talented too. It sounds like a lot of things, but I think there's people out there that are like They're that. Out there, yeah. I think You'll if I find one, like so. some like engineering manager from Heroku or something that's like wishes they got to like write more code, you know, I think that's like the pitch right. for a lot of these people. Like you mm-hmm. kind of took this management track because actually you are good at that, but now you're just yeah. doing administrative stuff all day. And here that would be like 10% of your day, you know, right. and you'd still be doing a lot of work. And we need to hire like another designer, I think. But I think I really want to find like a technical designer this time, someone mm. who can like design and code and yeah, that um, seems like a big advantage. Like a like guys. a Hugo over at Tuple. I mean, obviously, you yeah, can't someone to sort of like bridge the gap between pure design and pure implementation because I feel like yeah. I play that role the most here now, and I don't trust even my own like uh, <laughs> skill set there, you know. Um, and then probably just like another person just to be an engineer on the team especially since like we're going to be maintaining headless ui like pretty hardcore going forward yeah there'll be a bunch of stuff there i'm sure over the next six months with yeah between that and catalyst yeah yeah it's tricky to know like what to look for in people but i think like for us like both robin and jordan they can just like switch between working on tailwind or working on headless ui or working on whatever you know um so that that's i think there's people like that out there and i'd rather hire like just a bunch of people who can cover for each other than have like a headless yeah. ui team and a tailwind css team because then you miss all these opportunities that sit in like the intersection of like the two projects yeah. when you actually know how they both work right and your um, guys stuff is pretty it cuts across each other a lot so it's not like totally yeah. nuts because they're like totally yeah. different products and have yeah. nothing to it's do not with like each other like, like there's good overlap at, like, there. css animations and like database query optimization right you right. know yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. I think of like our company is like the back end of the front end is like all we do is like we write like we write node code to generate stuff you use to build UIs basically. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you kind of have to know what you're doing and you have to be performance minded and stuff like that. But yeah. Because Tailwind is basically a JavaScript project at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, You spit out CSS. It's a JavaScript (laughs) program, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At one point, you guys were going to rewrite it in Rust or something. Did that ever happen or not happen? We rewrite. We rewrote part of it in Rust. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be released in the beginning of the year with like the not the next version because it was going to be the next version, but now we're doing this sort of interim release to add all the features mm-hmm. that we needed for Catalyst. Yeah. Um, but basically, we the main thing we did is we took like the part of Tailwind that looks at all of your files and tries to find all the class names, and we rewrote yeah. that in Rust because the only way to make that fast in JavaScript was a giant regular expression. It's actually multiple regular expressions so that run classic. after each other. I love that. And it's horrific. Like <laughs> if you need to add like, oh, we need to, de- oh, like a, a situation we, that's currently unsolved is we added this child selector variant. So now like you can do like asterisk colon underline and that'll uh, underline any mm-hmm. child elements. And the JavaScript like regex parser is just like, oh, classes that start with asterisks, uh, I don't know about those, you know, that and will it's never like, exist. Where I don't need to do worry I put about the that. asterisk yeah. in this regex for like that <laughs> oh, to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we rewrote that whole thing in Rust and it's just written like a very classic parser in Rust. So it's mm. just like go through every character, maintain a bunch of state, like cool. keep track of things. And it's all doing like, it like, I don't even know. Robin and Jordan did this mostly, but it's like reading characters and like binary format so that there's no like, conversion of types and anything to be like optimally fast so the code is like very readable compared to the regular expression but it's still like a billion times 
faster. And if you write the exact right. same code in JavaScript, it's like brutally slow. But the other nice thing about Rust is that like it is actually multi-threaded. And this is like a perfectly parallelizable mm. task oh, yeah, where it's yeah, like, sure. yeah. okay, <laughs> let's just like read all the classes Suck on every thread on your computer. <laughs> so that's like way faster, which is cool. And it's it like also some real has, programming stuff there. Yeah. Um, the other thing it does is, um, you know how in Tailwind right now you have to like specify the paths to like all your templates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Rust, we're able to write an algorithm that just like looks through your whole project and finds anything that Ooh, might yeah. be a template. And we're able to do that in Rust faster than we can look up those files, like with you specifying them by hand in JavaScript. Really? So yeah awesome. yeah and robin had to write a bunch of crazy stuff we had to come up with some like, heuristics and we had to like make sure we're not wasting time looking at like bitmap files and jpeg files and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure we're not looking in like git ignored files um because yeah you can still opt into that stuff but like by default we're trying to like look in in sensible places so now yeah so do you next... ignore vendor and node modules and stuff like that yeah by default yeah but you'll if you have like a library you pulled in that has tailwind classes in their templates you'll mm-hmm. be able to like tell it about that I, and i even would like to find a way to make those like almost like auto discoverable like the way the stuff in laravel works or right. maybe like if you have if you publish a ui library that uses tailwind maybe there's like a file that you put in the root that kind of just says this is where my templates are and then mm-hmm. we can like look at your package.json file and be like okay you've got seven dependencies installed i'm gonna go look at those dependencies at node modules and see like just those seven folders yeah. instead of like the 10 million folders that are in node modules. And then we can see right. do right. any of these notify us about templates. And so, yeah, this is what I mean. There's like lots of work. To do. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's like the vision really for cool. Tailwind. I just want to be as simple as possible because right now there's like JavaScript configuration files, there's plugins, there's things you do in CSS. There's all yeah. this configuration you have to do. There's like at Tailwind stuff. What the hell does that mean? You know? Right. So like mm-hmm. Tailwind, 3.5, which might be Tailwind 4, depends on what happens. My dream is like you install Tailwind with NPM. You don't even have to use like PostCSS or anything um, as long mm-hmm. as like basically I'm going to like make PRs to every popular framework to like auto detect the presence of Tailwind and configure it for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't have to specify your paths. And then in your CSS file, you'll just do at import Tailwind CSS at the top. And that's like Love saying it. use Tailwind in my project. And right. My dream is also that all configuration will happen in CSS. So if you want to override the colors, you just like override some CSS variables in your CSS file instead of like doing it in JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Or if you yeah. want to, um, even if you want to tell Tailwind about some paths to look for templates, I want to come up with like a CSS syntax for that too. Because like the fact that it's in JavaScript is like, I don't know, it's fine, but it's weird in some situations. Like in the Rails world, everyone uses our like standalone CLI, which is like, yeah, we bundle Node into like an executable, mm. so they don't even have a Node modules folder or a package.json file or anything. But they've got right. this like Tailwind.config.js file for some reason, and, you know. <laughs> Whereas if I could just like, if all you're doing is like change, specifying like a font, custom font you want to use, right. and like putting all some brand colors in, like why can't does, that just right? be in your CSS file? You know. Yeah. And if we can, their JavaScript the, story is so wonky over yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, the more stuff we can put in CSS, the more like freedom we have with like doing more stuff in rust too because now it's like a, yep. a, a file format that we can just do whatever we want with we don't when it's in javascript we have to be able to like execute that javascript file you know which that's right. hard in rust <laughs> um, <laughs> and i don't know how much rust stuff will actually even do but 
don't know. It just kind of feels simpler. I, I see Tailwind in my head now as more like SaaS than it is like Bootstrap. Mm. You know, mm. it's like a tool yeah. for processing your CSS. Yep. So kind of just thinking about it that way um, it helps clarify like where some things should be, how some things should work. Anyways. I like it. I definitely hate when I have like just one random Tailwind class somewhere, just like I'm outputting it in some PHP code somewhere for some crazy reason. And it's like, well, now I have to like, remember, like, yeah, it, why isn't it, like, why it this working? Work. Yeah, oh, I didn't add like my event listeners like folder to the Tailwind minutes. configs. Yes, yeah, exactly. I gotta like yeah. go in there. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that'll be, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, all right, let's do some businessy stuff. So I know on the other podcast you were talking about, and we've talked about this in the past, having a marketplace. Give us your rundown of the idea of a marketplace. I got some thoughts there myself, but like, what's the idea behind a Tailwind marketplace? What's that mean? Okay, what, two motivations. So one is like, right now, our business model kind of like puts us in competition with like people who love building stuff with Tailwind often, right. which is like unfortunate. You know, mm-hmm. I wish there was like more alignment there. So if there's people out there like making awesome Tailwind templates, it's kind of like there's not a lot of incentive for me to like help offer them distribution or tweet about how cool this is or whatever. Because it's like in the back of my mind, I'm like, am I telling someone to buy this instead of like buy something from us? Like that's silly, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, that sucks because if I want to build a big community. I should be able to like spotlight some of the stuff people do. embrace everybody yeah yep. yeah and, and we do that with anything that isn't competitive generally right like if someone builds an awesome site with tailwind like you know the right. shopify homepage comes out with say, tailwind, yeah, like shopify. i'm all over like promoting that yeah. so i'd like to be able to do that with basically everything mm. i also kind of feel like it'd be interesting if we could incentivize the community to build stuff um just to see what that would do to the community does that attract like more designers and stuff like that into the community that aren't really there right now like tailwind right in some to some people has this reputation of like it's a css framework for back-end developers who like don't know css or whatever right, right? <laughs> and i'd rather it be like something that people who are really good at design embrace to build really cool stuff too like that that is common you know yeah. um but you see like ecosystems like framer where there's just like people building framer templates and stuff because framer has like a theme store where you can publish that stuff and people make a little yeah. bit of money doing that and everybody kind of wins which is cool so the idea of the marketplace is like can we spin up like a page on the tailwind css site that showcases like our templates and stuff but also showcases like templates from like trusted partners where we've kind of like vetted their code enough to be able to feel like anything this person makes is going to be like pretty solid and um probably just set it up where you know there's some like percentage split between the sale so that like Mm. we don't have to feel like it's necessarily competitive um so that that was like my main motivation is just like do setting something up that like makes me feel like i can promote stuff other people are doing without it just being like objectively stupid to do, you know, because <laughs> I want to do it, but I want to feel good about, I don't want to feel like I'm shooting myself in the foot by doing it. Right. Um, and then like the other side of it is like, if that could actually work and take off in any way, like the, the, the big side of that is like a theme forest or something, right. As like an right. example of like this sort of thing being a thing that works, yeah. but there's also plenty of examples. I think of it not really working. But if it did work a little bit, even it'd be nice to just feel like there's new design stuff coming out while we're focused on like the Tailwind CSS 
stuff and the yeah. open source stuff instead of having to be like put all that stuff on hold while we do some tailwind stuff for six months and then do some ui stuff and that's that's really felt like more stressful this year because of how long this catalyst project has taken like historically it's been like two months working on a tailwind release two months working on a template two months working on a tailwind release two months working on a template and that uh. pace has felt fine but this year has just felt too slow um but i i don't know i'm curious what you guys think because i'm still pretty skeptical that it would actually work well enough to even be a drop in the barrel compared to like how well our stuff actually does yeah yeah i mean my yeah that was my concern um was uh, so i think you could tweet about cool stuff and that would have zero impact on your revenue like yeah. none like that's, if you just saw a other... cool tailwind ui thing that was somebody else's whatever component library or definitely just a pure template like you could just talk about that i mean yeah i wouldn't talk about it every day all the time but if you like tweet it out once and like hey this is really cool i think that's not going to ever impact you i don't think you know so you could just do that and feel fine about that without even any of this other stuff but there could be some revenue there i mean i don't know bootstrapped i i get the impression i never get the impression like they made tons of money with their their theme stuff interestingly um, they marketplace they do um publish like the numbers of templates that have been sold they don't say like um the numbers close enough if you look at like their most popular temp dashboard template it's sold 2200 copies right and that's at 39 dollars, and they're getting like 30 (laughs) percent of that you know yeah so that's like a day sales or whatever yeah call that you know whatever that's twenty six thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollars total you know whereas like i don't know if i want to share exact numbers but that's like nothing Not you know this compared mean, to what like just that. exact, exact yeah. number is nothing we don't need the exact uh, number to know yeah you know? well so this is the other thing i think what's kind of interesting to me and i don't want to rehash what you talked about in the other podcast too much but i kind of feel like it's similar you talked about how tailwind had a job board yeah and mm-hmm. that didn't work out totally and i think this is kind of the same thing because to me it's like you have a huge audience right and you could have sold a bunch of jobs, I think. But the thing is, the thing you'd have to do to accomplish that, and I feel like that's the same trade-off here, is like, if you just wanted to turn the Tailwind Twitter feed into like jobs all the time and marketplace stuff all the time, and you wanted to do a newsletter into that, and you want to change the website, and instead of having two links to components that go to Tailwind UI that you guys get all the profit from, instead it goes to like the job board or the marketplace. Like, you could have like super pushed these things. So the same thing with the marketplace and probably sell a reasonable amount. But I don't think it'll sell nearly as much as you do Tailwind UI. Um, yeah. So like that's like where it gets to be a weird trade-off. Like, are you going to start? I don't think you're yeah. going to steal money from Tailwind UI because of the other designers. I think it's because if you have to give up real estate on your SEO empire, which is kind of how the whole thing mm-hmm. runs, yeah. Uh, for these other initiatives, like that's a bad trade-off. Is kind of the issue. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, it's tough. I kind of feel like the better version of the same thing is like pay people a lot of money to design us templates that's what i was just gonna that literally that's was what, my, what, what I, I was yeah, gonna say right. that's what i think you should yes. <laughs> i was like yeah. why don't you just pay people and like because yes. also the best designers and stuff it's like well i could do this tailwind theme you know for a website or whatever but like that's a lot of risk like they're going into business right they're like well mm-hmm. i have to do this thing i have to market it what if it doesn't work yeah blah, blah, yep. blah. like even in the tailwind ui marketplace if you had that or the Tailwind Marketplace, it's like, well, I'm number 74th. Is that like, I'm actually going to sell a lot yep. through there? Yeah. Whereas if you're if you're like, hey, I'm going to give you 20 grand up front. And then yeah. and I'm going to give you some percentage. What, I mean, you could do The percentage is complicated because like, of the all access yeah. thing. 
But I was right. going to say, well, like, the, I, even yeah. if you look at this bootstrap template, the most popular one, back of the napkin math, the person selling it made 60 grand, you know? Right. That's to be the most popular template on the bootstrap right. theme right. store. Like, I right. could just pay people 50 grand guaranteed, you right. know? Right. And that's like less and than we've probably spent on every template. For sure. Right. Normally, Internally, yeah. You know? Well, and that's the other thing too. But I mean, I think there is this sort of in between. I think the easiest way is definitely like you just pay people for themes, you add them to the all access, boom, you have this huge library of themes over the next couple of years. Great. Mm-hmm. I think you could do a marketplace like thing, even, but it was more curated and it's more like you, that is where you could have a people earn a percentage where it's like, I'm going to give you 20 and you're going to earn a percentage. Because this marketplace is like a special place. It's like for, it's not internally done. It's externally done. Maybe they're only getting like 20% or 30% because they're getting like a bunch of money up front. But it's like, if you did want to have another place that was more like a quasi community place, but still with your oversight curation. What's the funding. difference for that? You mean, you yeah, just because it's like, here? it's not as I don't know. heavily emphasized on the Tailwind CSS docs? Yeah, maybe or? it lets you go more in different directions, maybe a little bit. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately just putting them in all access is fine too. I mean, it does give a place for people to buy more stuff from you, right? That's not in all access. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you have certain, you know, different types of themes or more themes that people can just buy in addition to the all access. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't make any sense with the concept of all access. I don't know. But yeah, it's hard. I I wish the jobs thing had worked out. To me, the jobs thing felt like the better secondary revenue stream because it felt like that's very clearly totally separate it's not like template related at all it's selling to like right. businesses it still saddens me that like it wasn't the low-hanging fruit that i kind of hoped yeah it would be it was a, definitely a disconnect there in terms of like i think you explained it perfectly <laughs> the person you talked to explained it perfectly on your other podcast that basically like they're, they're like we don't have any tailwind jobs and you're like yeah, yeah. But you have rack developers and they're doing tailwind stuff and yeah. Like, oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you're nobody right. thinks about that. Like, so you'd have to like re- yeah. really market the hell out of it. You know, it's it's I don't think it would be it's still not gonna be anywhere near tailwind UI. No. Um, I, th- I think no for it to work, we'd have to build like uijobs.com or something. And now right. it's like, okay, something well like now that. this Front isn't really jobs, taking honestly. advantage of like yeah. Yeah. and I still don't think you'd have the revenue you have now. Like I still <laughs> think it's like the time hassle trade-off of like might as well just make another not... fucking marketing site template, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think the ticket, yeah. I think the ticket is you you pay designers to make new ones and do them as like almost as like collabs where you know you kind yeah. of like get Nike the designer. drops a collab. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah that's like, how I've thought know, about it in the past. Like you'd Hugo probably give us a design, like the famous design, you know, whatever we, famous like, designer kind of go there in there, like, like, work with them, clean up some, you know, things to make it fit better into the tailwind spacing scale or whatever. Maybe we kind of interpolate some of the breakpoints that you didn't give us. And exactly. You know, yeah. the front end person on our team kind of, who's just like the machine that can like rip through these like Figma designs and turn them into like bulletproof tailwind templates goes and, and does that. Um, yeah. And I think there are two, I think there are maybe two other things. I agree entirely about the marketplace. Like I don't think it's going to cannibalize y'all stuff. I think it's just going to be a quagmire of time and attention. And, and that in the end may cannibalize some of your stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think having, having other designers do it sounds great having designers do it for for potentially specific tools or platforms sounds really great so if there's i don't know what the biggest in the world you know shopify i don't know if you could do a shopify WordPress or wordpress or, or something yeah. theme where you can be like oh you like tailwind and 
you happen to use WordPress for whatever reason, great. Tailwind, you know, the Tailwind Labs team has one of those. I think that's potentially new and interesting that you could do. And then honestly, I think one like one uh, complementary and not competitive thing that you could do is become a destination for people taking their Figma and turning it into Tailwind. Like acquire Jason Beggs yeah. and just like, yeah, if you have a budget and you have a Figma design and you want Tailwind, like Tailwind done by the Tailwind team, yeah, we do that. Yeah, it's $30,000 or $20,000 or whatever. But yeah, we do that. And then Jason yeah. goes and he does it. And then you all massage it and give it back and everybody's happy. I think I like that's another thing. I think that the real work. like opportunity out there that I just like I'm too fucking old for is the really good like AI driven tailwind design generator mm. thing that like where I just like I put Steve in front of a computer for like six weeks just like swiping on like good design, bad design, good design, mm-hmm. bad design until like all the GPUs know what good design is you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> and then like you could like here's the url to my website add a pricing section to the bottom that matches the rest of the site you yep. know and it spits mm. something out that's like actually really good I, I think like maybe that's an opportunity but i also kind of feel like like i said i'm too i'm too yes. old you know the flower of youth uh, has faded yeah. all, uh, yeah. all these yeah. they uh, all the, i mean not that maybe not the ai one although it's hard to say but like all these other things too i think it's tricky because they're just like gonna be a small percentage of your revenue like if you build the world's best tailwind wordpress theme i still think it's gonna be like pretty small percentage of your revenue you know and then that gets kind of mm-hmm. like annoying to work yeah on i mean degree, it's weird you know? like the current business is great you know but i also kind of right. feel like don't you have to be constantly like thinking about like I do think this is one of your. You don't yeah, have to. Yeah, here you we can go. Just enjoy it. Finally, getting to the real I'd stuff. Like to yeah, just enjoy you can just it. be like, yeah, we just enjoy it. And plus, you have so much stuff to work on in your actual. I mean, this catalyst thing. I mean, this is gonna be a huge thing. You could spend the next two years working on catalyst, right? Like, yep. I think really, if you like yes. flush it out fully and go into all the corners, and yeah, and make and more catalyst stuff, you know, because catalyst is one right. one opinionated visual style, right? You, know? you could have different styles for it. Yep, you yeah. could have. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, there's all kinds of stuff. Every there. time, so, like, like, the design trends change, you know, we have work yep, to do. Drop basically. a new one. Yep. And there's, there's, I mean, st- if anything, that's one of the things that you haven't done as much with Tailwind UI. It's like kind of like you dropped it, and that's like, it's kind of had that similar UI for most of the time. I yeah. Don't know we we sure actually tweaks, we redesigned like, all of it at the beginning of this year, like every single component. Okay. Um, ah, there we go. But, yeah and, but it's and, not a selection either right it's just you tweaked what was there or can you switch between the two um so if, if you if you go to like tailwindui.com and go to like uh-huh. the hero sections for example yeah oh i have seen that There's so as like long as you're like one. logged in and you scroll to the very bottom and you go like show archived yep. examples you can yeah, see yeah, like I, all I the stuff that. that we used to have and that'll i think it's almost like we refreshed it but like it was like not really super noticeable until you like right, yeah, side by side them with similar. the old ones and you're like <laughs> yeah. oh wait a minute like the old ones like look junky compared to the new ones so ian you know? are you saying there's right. no like there's no retro there's no minimal there's no right, i'm saying obviously you could push this so like yeah you could have different all yeah. different fl- no i don't think tailwind's thing is to like have 300 versions of everything right but like definitely like you're saying like with catalyst has this like newer cleaner vibe going right and then you have like the original tailwind ui which was certainly a big step up in cleanliness compared to older stuff mm-hmm. but is different from catalyst for sure 
Um, yeah, I don't know if you'd yeah. have like something as niche as retro, but you might have like it's a good idea. Whatever different variations, yeah, different variations of sorts. Like, infinite amount of stuff to design and build for sure. And like, yeah, the, the fact that like tastes change over time, like, is a yeah. blessing right. and a curse in that sense. Where it's like there's always work to do, which maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. But yeah, like after this catalyst thing, I think we want to do like a marketing kit that's like similar to the catalyst thing, where instead of just being all the tail and dry things that you paste on top of each other, it's like Okay, we've designed like six landing pages and like all the different pricing sections for different tiers and you can still piece it all together the way you want but it's actually built as like a website not as like a snippet you know um mm. and then if we build that then maybe six months later we do another marketing site that's a different look you know and yeah. uh yeah was, and the, the things people ask us to do all the time is like this is like you guys are fucking the ones who asking me for this sort of thing is like the alpine version <laughs> of like tailwind you know oh, don't put that on version. me don't put that God. on me that's Ian. We need the alpine version but that's just Ian. like just the non-javascript frameworky version you know like the server right. rendered html version and like a rails world everyone was like begging me for like have you ever thought about mm. just doing a non-javascript version yeah i'm sure <laughs> you ever thought of a like a vanilla js version of headless ui um so yeah. basically, I have Lord. to write all the code I've already written and re-implement React, you know? In a worse <laughs> way, right? <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> um, yeah, and some of that stuff, it's hard to know how what is, again, worth, like, doing, moving the needle-wise and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, I think also you don't want to, like, to me, you guys have such, like, you have the big audience, you have, you know, good revenue and all that stuff. It's hard, like, you want to do stuff, but, like, saving some capacity is super valuable. Because what if you do not just forcing like a SaaS, right? But like, what if you really have an inspirational idea that's like, oh shit, like this is a really good Mm -hmm. idea. And if you're like down these like 10 other paths, like, that are all yeah. adding a little you bit just, of revenue. If you create but then too like, much like treadmilly work where there's like there right, needs to be yeah. someone running on this hamster wheel all the time, like right. you can't like then take you them don't off. even yeah. yeah, even you don't even think of the idea to begin with, or if you do, it just gets sidelined because yep. it's like, well, we have all this other stuff going yeah. on now and people are asking us for things yeah. or whatever. Whereas if you just like leave even like a little bit of capacity, then mm-hmm. you know, who knows what and, you stumble upon. Just on generally next, focus you know? on like finishable projects, which I, I think like right. is always top of mind for me. Like I, I'm very yeah. cognizant of like signing up for something new that's going to be like a permanent distraction like a sass yeah exactly like yeah yeah i mean that's a, your guys stuff is so nice like that way because i mean that obviously is ongoing maintenance but it's also ultimately like on your own time frame too it's not mm-hmm. imposed on you because the database server is down for instance yeah. or things yeah. like that <laughs> um that i've been dealing with where yeah. it's like oh well i'm just gonna be up all night with this database babying it through because that's what has to happen right um which i think obviously you guys could definitely have that kind of idea that like this needs to be SaaS and let's do it but you probably want that to be the right the right one you know when you're like yeah, yeah. we're really inspired to take that yeah, on. i'm not sure that'll ever happen yeah. for me right yeah we we, <laughs> we gotta point. we gotta back up we oh, ran we just ran over the big existential oh. question yeah, of let's go back adam saying like isn't that what you're supposed to do like right. what do you want to do adam i feel like you're always thinking like well if somebody who i don't know somebody who actually knew how to run the business <laughs> ran the business they would do it differently it's like yeah, well, what do you want to do that's true um i don't know <laughs> i know I, you uh, say that all the time i mean that's the problem like i am doing this because i don't know what i want to do and it is fun for the most part except until you sometimes you just get into these problems that are just like 
horrible because they take forever and like feels like there's no good answer you know those problems Mm -hmm. where it's like i just gotta pick Mm -hmm. the least bad solution here and really be disappointed (laughs) with the way the whole thing went that's how like some of the hard things in catalyst have felt but when i get to like jump off that and work on like a new tailwind feature that i can build in like two days it's like aha yes this is fun you know i like working on that yeah Mm -hmm. but um I don't know. Like I could just stop doing all of it, but that's like really boring, you know. I don't have anything to right. yeah. replace that. <laughs> then the opposite that with either problem. Um, yeah. Then you're super. So bored I'd rather all the time do this than sucks. be bored because, as much as it sounds fun to just like play Fortnite with Taylor all day, which I do plenty of anyways, <laughs> um, you do start to feel like a hollow shell yeah. of a human being. You know? I would think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta do be something some productive. There, there doesn't yeah. have to be toil, but there does have to be some work. And it sounds like you've been yeah, toiling. There has, to be some, there has to be work. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some toiling. Yeah. But, but uh, on this new like business expansion stuff, do you want to do any of it? I think so. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> convincing. I, I'm telling myself that like I think things will be actually even more fun here if I can get like the right people in place to like even help me be more inspired with like the stuff that we can do and um mm-hmm. have more fun people to like work on on stuff with and and, and offload yeah. more of the stuff that like stresses me out like i've done a good job at some of that stuff and like i sometimes I have to like take a s- step back and like acknowledge it and even notice it but like yeah for the longest time like so much administrative stressful stuff was my problem and now like that peter is like my favorite human being in the world because he handles like all of it and he does it amazing mm. like he's awesome does all our crushes all our customer support stuff he's like we just yesterday got um like or when was it friday yeah friday days go by fast i finally got like our tra- tailwind registered trademark stuff approved um because nice. that takes that like years too. you know so we like put that in and like it got rejected initially because like the trademark office thought there was another trademark that was too similar and the lawyer was like, well, you can try and appeal it, but I give it like a one in 10 chance. So you like get anything out of it. So Peter just like fucking sat down and was just like, I'm going to put together the most like compelling case like you've ever seen for why like these don't like overlap at all. Even to the point where like the day before the lawyer had to send it in, she like emailed, oh, there's this like piece of evidence that like we're missing that we need. And Peter got the email like one in the morning, his phone buzzed and he's like, out of bed on his computer like getting like the evidence you know what i mean just like man imagine being that good at anything and uh, that's awesome but then on friday we heard back like three days after we submitted the appeal they're like oh yeah you're right this is fine that's oh, so my easy, bad dog, you got it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have thought three years. Like, three yeah. days. you know That's what crazy. happened? You know what happened? Somebody got it at the office and said, I ain't reading all that. Like, yeah. approved. <laughs> that must yeah. be all right. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I mean, that's a. a I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Adam. You got, I was, you I was just saying that's an example of the sort of thing that, like, it's easy to take for granted that I barely had to be involved in at all. You know, I spent like 45 yeah. minutes total in the last, like, couple weeks, like, answering some questions for Peter or, like, when was like the first time you guys used this word or whatever you know and digging through some things but he like put the whole thing together and i mean chat gpt did a lot of the work too admittedly um but yeah that's the thing i think you can't take for granted either it's like peter does is part-time or whatever Mm -hmm. and also does the customer support which like i have a full-time support person and 
for like, you know, less than a thousand customers and you have who knows how many bajillion customers and it's like a part-time guy yeah, who yeah. can do the support, yeah. you know? Not a lot of like, support. That's, where, that's, that's the other thing that scares me the with software. the SaaS, you know? Like, yeah, 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 you need the don't support. People don't need help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I, I don't know. The, uh, oh man, I had another idea, but I don't know. I still haven't really answered questions. Find out. Yeah, I still want to find out what makes Adam happy. So it sounds uh, like, I don't know. And that's interesting that you said working on like the super gnarly problems is toilsome to you because i feel like that would be right up your alley like working on these super like tricky apis and finding the way through and i wonder some if some of those things are but some of, the, of it is some like of them the are just impossible pressure. some of them are literally like can't be solved and it's just like like with catalyst i'm finding myself very much in like you can't build a website mode websites can't be built you know <laughs> how does that i don't know how any of the current yeah. websites on the internet exist because <laughs> yeah. like they're yeah. all broken. Every single one of them is broken. Right. Like here's That's like a true. classic one. Okay, you open a dialogue, right? The ARIA guidelines basically say when you open a dialogue, the first focusable element in that dialogue is supposed to be immediately focused, right? So say you have a dialogue okay. that pops up, like adding a new customer to your CRM, and there's like a first name Love field. It. So you've seen this on the web for sure, where you open that dialogue, that field is like focused right away, and you can start typing. Lovely. Yeah. Try doing that on your phone and focusing it right away. The fucking software keyboard pops up. The dialogue moves mm. into the wrong spot. Now the input's covered up by the software yep. keyboard and the animation it all gets it's all janky and screwed up. So it's like, okay, yep. well, what do we do about that? You know, can this even be solved? Let me go check a bunch of other sites. Oh, they're all fucked too. Hmm. Am I going to be content <laughs> with that though? <laughs> you know, right. like, can I share right. that? <laughs> so there's a lot of things that yep. are just like settling for horrible stuff and our solution to that was like we're just not going to focus the first focusable element on the screen on mm -hmm. uh, mobile because first on of all mobile, like yeah. focusing anything other than an input on mobile is like not even a thing there's no such thing as like focusing a button on mobile right unless you've got a keyboard yeah, connected right because like all you can do is yeah. press the button you can't like tab yeah. to it with your thumb you can't right. just like right. lick it to like almost tap it or whatever <laughs> so right. inputs are the only thing that can be like focused anyways so we just don't focus the first element, but that's like a big head. That's a pretty good solution. And, that's a great solution. Or like there was some, and we do solve things, you know, but they're, they're not like today. I spent my whole day working on something that was not on my list of things to do today because we just hit it and we we're like, Oh, I thought that was done, but right. it's yeah. not done. And that was bad, right? Yeah. That's a bad yeah. feeling. Yeah. The, the good, yeah, see, the good I wonder, feelings are like new CSS feature. Oh, I think there's a cool way we could do something with this at Tailwind. Yeah. Let's like work yeah. on this for like three days and crack it and build the API and it goes in really smoothly and then people can start playing with it. Those are like the funnest things. Like you need to be a little bit See, hard, and I feel like, but... I feel like the thing there is like not necessarily the type of work, but the, the timeline and the external pressures to have the thing done. Like if you were, if Catalyst was out and you were, came across this focus thing and you're like, hmm, I wonder what an elegant solution for that on mobile would be. Oh, I could just not do it. You could crank that out in, you know, six hours a day, yeah, half yeah. day, whatever. That seems like more fun. Yeah. But the fact that Catalyst has been going for so long and you come across yet another problem and you're yeah, like, exactly. I feel like that, that is the bigger thing. It's like the death like march kind of side of it, out. for sure. Yeah, you right. burned out on <laughs> Catalyst. Yeah. But Man, that's, that's why like, I just want to get it out next week Right. Even if it like doesn't have all the things I wanted, because then after that, yeah. like I can spend two weeks on something and release it. Two weeks on something and release yep. it. Two weeks on something and release it. Um, so and that feels like you'd be happy there. I will be a lot happier in that mode. That's something too. Where long term, I don't know if you're ready for this yet, but like, like how you were saying before about like 
like on the more on the open source side, like I think in general, you kind of prefer the open source side. And then also like sharing other people's stuff. Like if, if they were separate, if they were actually separate and you were the head of Tailwind CSS open source, like you would just share all the cool stuff and you wouldn't be thinking about anything else. Cause like, you're like, yeah, I sure. built this cool thing and I'm sharing all the cool stuff. Right. And I feel like that could eventually you could just get there. Um, like you could hire somebody who's like runs the commercial side, essentially like this is like Jason Cohen kind of done something like this in a different way. He stayed in business side of it, but it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you could be the open source guy doing the cool open source stuff, sharing whatever you want. Like the business people, that's their job to worry about. Like if you step on some toes over there, like even though you still own it, it's like yeah. you are just separated yep. From yep. the business of selling things like under the tail head brand, of product you know I mean? or something, you know, right? Like, and you don't even mess with that. It's like whatever. As long, you once a quarter check out that numbers person, to like, make exists, sure things are like. Crazy. Do you think there's someone oh, just yeah. out there right For now sure. that's ready to like parachute in and be like head of product to tail and, su- and succeed at it and do it? Uh, well, I better mean, than me. Is it head of product or even almost like a CEO or something like that? But like, or yeah, maybe it's like whatever. Their, their job thing, though but, yeah. is to like right. make things that grow the commercial side. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. there's tons of those people out there. I mean, I sure. think name bring one, Ben name over, one make Ben do it. Name, yeah, name one. I mean, person. I'm not in those circles, but I feel like they're definitely. I mean, this is how every VC company works. Like they import, you know, they plant a CEO in there after they do the investment or whatever. Like that's very common. Or the founder eventually leaves and they get a CEO. Like this is all very common. It's not common in our circles. Like you yep. do hit a lot of things that aren't as common in like the bootstrap founder circles because of like your guys scale in multiple Doesn't it ways. Doesn't seem harder but... at a smaller company? I'm I'm sure just making excuses here, but to me it's like I can understand how like T-Mobile can replace their COO with a different COO. You know what I mean? Right. And how that's like a, I went to like business management school, so I'm good at this job. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that people have like if you find somebody who say like has two successful exits from companies that they did a great job running them from being you know single digit millions to 100 million or whatever like those people are out there i mean obviously you need to I mean, find somebody jason you jive with I, and I don't all those think things. you could get him but jason code could come in and run the commercial side right yeah he would be he would be capable of it right but what would he do like could he not? how how would know, good, how would the right new <laughs> templates get built the thing I suspect, and I'm totally speculating, but the thing that I always think about in my business, if I had somebody from the outside come in and run it, is they're going to see all kinds of cool stuff that I don't see because A, like I'm thinking exactly like that, like uh, what's the new template or how do I build the custom fields and the new version of HelpSpot, right? Or like I'm down here in the weeds. They're like not even programmers, right? They're yeah. like, what do we do right. to like m- increase revenue given that we have this big audience and we have these assets and this thing right. going on, right? And then, oh, well, that logically, we should have this other line of business or we should do something. Yeah, we should have $100,000 enterprise contracts. We and should like, have enterprise I was thinking about a template, yeah. Not that that always works. And then, of course, there's trade-offs. Like, especially if you're doing it yourself, it's like, well, you're, you're going to hire that person. That person needs other people. Like, now you're getting into like, do you want to cut into your revenue and you guys run a very nice, profitable business and like, obviously yeah. everything you could just run it the way it is and do nothing and be totally fine so you know that's gets into like your desires and motivations and what you want to do there but i don't think it's possible to find those people um, what does jonathan do helps me with anything that he can help me with that i need help with so for the last forever he's just been like building stuff in catalyst running into hard problems letting me know that he's running into these hard problems and and working on them with me. Um, He does like one-on-ones with people on the team before, like Peter took on a bunch of stuff. He was helping out with support. He kind of came on as like life raft, human life raft. Right. You know, remember that. Yeah. Um, 
So he's totally happy mm. to just help wherever there's help to be needed. To you be know? helped. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I wonder if he had more of a focus on the commercial side and you had more of a focus on the open source side. Does that make any sense at all? I don't know what he wants. In some ways, be. yes. But then I feel like the biggest risk of that, at least depend if the commercial stuff is the same format that it is now, is like Tailwind improves best when like the people building the templates also have the power to improve tailwind i think if you have like yes. temp template and templates or whatever and then like tailwind css it's like ivory tower academic improvements to tailwind happening instead of like size five we need fucking size five okay right. build size <laughs> five fun. you know <laughs> and, and honestly like this is what the company was like for the longest time like when we had the two guys that were designing and building the templates they just had a bit of a different attitude than me around it like their threshold for like just like finding some way to get Tailwind to do the thing they need to do was way higher than mine. Right. So they would just make it work, you know? And yeah. I would be like, I want to make this easy, you know, in Tailwind. So I don't know that it's mutually exclusive though, right? If somebody is in charge of the commercial side and they hire, you know, whatever, five designers and you build out a bunch of templates and you sell a bunch, that doesn't preclude you from making templates when you feel like it. But that also releases the pressure a little bit from you having to do it. Mm -hmm. And it also doesn't that doesn't eliminate the possibility that they build the 90 percent template. And then you come in and you're like, hey, this all sucks. Let me go change Tailwind real quick and make this part better. Yeah. Like you could still get maybe the benefit if you're trying to come in at the end and make it all. Yeah. And maybe like the thing that the business guy does is actually like they're the one out there like making the deals with the external designers who are designing things and whatever. Yeah. And I think that's something that like even Peter would be really good at here, you know, just right. sourcing yeah. people kind of pitching them on what the deal would be and kind of steering that along and whatever, and working with like a developer here to build stuff out. Like, I think that is yeah. like a delegatable commercial side of things. For sure. Yeah. That feels like a playbook even like I like, I like having you know, I like having repeatable things that I can do. And that feels like mm. a pretty good playbook where you say, all right, go find a designer, do a template. Here's like, here's our contract. Here's our money. Here's what we expect out of them. Then we'll release it and get a big splash. We'll do a co-promo and then we'll move on to the next one. That feels mm-hmm. fun. I feel like that's the same. If you wanted to spin up a services side where you, we take your, we take your pristine designs and turn them into pristine HTML, CSS with tailwind. So that's, that's a playbook too. That, that may you know, that yep. may even be super high ticket playbook. Yeah, that that, and like, that's a good example yeah, of something where like you just you need like a machine builder, you know, to do that mm-hmm. that type of work. Right. Someone who can, yeah, put together the right people to do very like yeah high leverage <laughs> sort of puppet master work. You know, yeah, um, and you get it is a very different kind of business though, right? Because it's like it's not there's no scale in consulting. Like you have massive scale with what you sell now, and it's true. The, the scale like it's one-to-one with the number of hours you yeah. have to commit to it right so you have to have more people to make more money um and i again like this is all this is all one of these things like tailwind could sell all kinds of stuff that's like how i feel about dhh you're very dhhs like dhh could come out with a toaster lots of people would buy the toaster <laughs> like dhh Ian the would say the toaster doesn't work toaster. you shouldn't sell I'd the toaster this, <laughs> i'd say this toaster sucks why is there only one sale why, why is everybody why, starting why to sell you, toasters why do you only pay for it once like no one wants right. to buy a toaster that's not a subscription um so like i've been but, selling toasters for nobody years wants nobody to buys toasters toaster in their own house they, they want exactly. to cloud toasters 
They go to Starbucks, they get the toast. They don't get the toast in their house anymore. Come on, where you been? Uh, three initials, uh, DHH, and we're but, off the rails. There you go. But wait, but you got to decide what you want to do. That's what I do think like my A plan, if I was you, I'd be like, hey, I'm okay with how things are. And it's yeah, awesome. You I am generally like initiatives, okay with that. Right? Yeah, and that's like, like yeah. to just and like, like, yeah. Parallelize things a bit more. I'd like to be able to like right. feel like we could get a few more things done a little bit faster and be a little bit less yeah. bottlenecked. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of it. Otherwise, I'm like pretty pretty content with the the whole setup. Doesn't need to be a whole. Yeah. So don't business. do any of this then. Yeah. Just don't hire do any of this. People take some stuff off your plate. Play guitar, yep. play Fortnite, and yeah. do the stuff you want to do. <laughs> and but keep that capacity. That capacity could be very valuable. Yeah. You just don't know mm-hmm. when it's going to be valuable. You know, it's like you don't know when you're going to have this great idea. Like you didn't know five years ago, or whatever, you'd be selling tailwind ui and no. it would all be great mm-hmm. right but you had enough room back then for it like you sold the book and you made some room in your life with that and then that led to the next thing right so like everybody gets so i do feel like i'm kind of waiting for our next thing all that stuff in life we'll yeah. see like what it is still your like, next act maybe i don't know still like what i'm doing <laughs> but uh been doing the programming thing for like a long time now and like longer than any other thing that i kind of got insanely obsessed with and good at in right. my life, you know. So, but then it's here's what here's what you need. You need more tinker time. You got to get catalyst out the door, and you need mm. you need tinker time. Because I feel like your best ideas, having like observed from the outside, are when you're tinkering. You're yeah. like, ah, I'm building kite tail, and you're like, actually, wait, I'm not building. I know, kite tail. gotta make something. I'm building tailwind. Yeah. That's like <laughs> yeah. how tailwind is like getting better need... too. It's like the right. yeah, yeah. You need some more some more just f around and find out time. Yeah, we'll get. But there. also, you know, it's like I think. Adam started at the very beginning with like, you feel too old for some of this stuff. And I feel like you're obviously not too old in age, but I do feel like you're in this phase of life that I definitely felt at your guys age was like, you have the the young kids and stuff. Like it's so hard. Like it just takes so much out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not even, even though the kids go to bed at like seven, like you want to tell yourself this fantasy story of like, okay, at seven, (laughs) I'm going to be able to like go down to my, I'm going to get like three hours of work done. It's like, no, I can't do anything at seven. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like, so in that way, you have like, you have probably like an eight, eight years, honestly. Like, I'm not saying you couldn't do something big in the next eight years. You absolutely could. But at the same time, like, if you just give yourself eight years and are like, yeah, I'm going to be doing awesome stuff with Tailwind, whatever, blah, blah. And then like kids are bigger, yeah. brain capacity frees up a little bit. It's like, then things maybe that's appear, like the phase you know? two yeah. of like other new type of things. Mm-hmm. But like, it is very hard because like just yeah just whatever being a reasonable father to your kids is like a lot of overhead <laughs> and so like i i yeah. have to leave right now because it's piano there lesson go. time you know uh, there you so, got it there yeah. <laughs> all right well thanks for coming on i really appreciate it that's yeah. a perfect ending note right there yeah. thanks for having me guys and, always uh, fun. have fun at piano lessons will do all right man all right, later. see you all right see ya. all right let's wrap up the show then um thanks everybody for listening uh, you can follow us at MostlyTechnical.com, MostlyTechPod on Twitter, and uh, MostlyTechnicalPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. See ya.